and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. Nick, what just happened right then? This is a podcast all about reality <laughs> television. Well, I'm, what I'm, I'm laughing about is this is the fourth time that I'm setting this up because we continually say, should we do this again? And uh, the other person agrees, and then we stop it and restart it. It's very tough for us to start these podcasts. Very tough. It's true. We did also spend about 10 minutes talking about Degrassi, the show. Dude, you've got to like, hear some of these ones that we're not using. One of them, I went on a tangent about Degrassi, the TV show. Uh, one of them, Ashley started uh, t- talking about a couple friends that we have and how incredible they are and how they're the best couple <laughs> friends out of all the couple friends that we have, not realizing that the other couple friends would probably listen to this yeah. and get offended. Yeah. What were the other ones? <laughs> I don't know. There There's was a- one about the moon. I went on a little bit too long about the full moon. Yeah. You were having a lot of fun with this Hunter's moon. It's coming up October 24th. Get ready, people. We found out that I didn't watch any Breaking Bad except for season one. There's a lot of things that and then you'll I, never know. And then I spilled coffee on myself. And the, la- <laughs> the final one was Ashley spilled coffee on herself, and I had to stop it. So that's just catching you guys up on what you missed. Um, if you want to hear those, you never will. Those are little seven-minute snippets that we will never get back. We should start a Patreon, and one of them should be um, these these uh, edited. Yeah. Bloopers, a blooper reel. Blooper. Um, my question is, how do people drink coffee and not spill it on themselves at some point? All of my shirts and sweatshirts have like a little dribble of coffee on there. Now, I'll ask you right now. Are you sure you want to get into this? Because it sounds like this is another restart. It, We're going to get into the old <laughs> who spills coffee on their shirt discussion for 11 minutes. You know what? Let's just get this out of the way really quick because we have a fantastic episode, okay? Um, Ashley did an interview, had a chat with a wonderful human being. Christy Coffee. Uh, we've met her in the comedy community, but she's been working in television, in reality television for years. That's right. She has great uh, stories. Uh, Ashley gets to ask every question she's ever wanted to know mm-hmm. about reality television because she works in production. Um, and she's worked on some really, um, really great stuff as well. And some kind of goofy stuff, which is a lot of fun to hear about, too. So that's what's coming up on this show. Yeah, you guys are going to love it. But before that, let's talk a little bit about the one show that is hanging around. It refuses to die. Which is Are You the One? It's in the death rattle. This is the well, last I think it's in the death guess. rattle because it's like almost over, right? Is that what you're saying? No, but I mean it just it, I every time I watch the show it feels like it is coming apart at the seams. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Are we being dramatic about this season? Do other people, like you read message boards and Twitter, do people like this season? No, nobody likes it. Why? Why do other people not like it? First off, this show is suffering because it took like two years for this season to come out. That was a So that's a big red flag. Something's going on. You're losing losing a lot of audience members when you wait that long to bring out a new season. Another big problem is this fate button. Nobody likes it. People are upset and they miss the challenges. They miss the goofy. Now you're sliding through Jello and send trivia, answering trivia questions because it gave these people something else to do besides get drunk and hook up. Now, you know, I hate the fate button. Yeah. But I hated, hated those challenges for real. I did not like those. So I don't know which one I like more. I don't like the quote unquote randomness of the fate button. I mean, we've discussed that to to no end. Well, there is a very um, popular theory Mm. that within every fate button match is a perfect match. Right. So that's supposed, maybe that is true. And if that is true, then I guess they should tell us because that would have made it more interesting. I mean, are these people that big of morons that they've only gotten two? perfect matches through the fate button and uh it's been on for 10 weeks like i mean that that makes them it's like odds are you'd get more than that it's just not you they have lost all of their you know um ability to control or test perfect matches because they don't have challenges so when they had challenges it was basically left to the cast who would go on a date because then they'd be like we're going to throw it so this couple wins so that they go in the truth booth because we need them to find out whether or not they're a perfect match now it's just like random people going into the truth booth who are like i guess we could be a match i don't know and so that takes away all of the like it takes away all the strategy it takes away all of um the 
uh, play with your heart. You know, they keep being like, play with your heart, play with your heart. And then they're throwing just random people in the truth booth. It's like, let them actually play with their heart, MTV. Let me ask you this. Now, what if everybody knows their matches? Yeah. And they're just playing a game so that they can party in this house long enough. What if most people are doing what Brett was accused of being done of of doing by quasi a few weeks ago, which is you are subverting your perfect match so you could stay in this house. Yeah. They should do, do think, that. Do you think more people are doing that on this show? And do you think that it's like, okay, the they've cracked the code that okay, in these um what do you call it? what's the button? The truth button? Whatever fate the button. fate button. In these fate button matchup dates, they have cracked the code. Okay, one of these people pairs are a mat, perfect match. Um, let's try and. See. I do you not know, think that. Think? No, I don't think that 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 they are that aware of what's going on. I think we have a um, bird's eye view just because it's been edited and we're seeing it the way it's being presented. But I think if you're in it, if you're like actually down there in the trenches of finding your perfect match, um, I don't think that they are that with it that Question. they can manipulate the game. But that being said, this started off with asking why the show was in its death rattles. I don't want to get too hung up on the fate button because we have spent a lot of time talking one, about it. I have one more question. What is it? Before that. I would like to say my last thing, which well, is I, another I, reason I, why this season. I, I don't want to end this conversation. I would like to end it with that because I, have to, I want to say something about this show. Another thing. Another hypothetical. Okay, let's hear it. What if yeah. they figured their matches out in week three? And then no way. How could that? But statistically, that could happen. No, it is not possible. There's nothing that's. They haven't confirmed it. They could have maybe guessed their matches, but nothing. In order to confirm their matches, they would have to get all the beams, and they'd have to go in the truth booth. You know that. But what if they? All right. So what if they were in the truth booth, and they get on the first day they get a match, right? And they're like, okay, we got one match, and then they sit down. They just happen to sit down in all the right pairs. What if that happened? Yeah. And then that would be a dud of a season. I I mean, no. Would they show the season? Oh. How would they edit it? Could it happen? Because I'm wondering if they've put in place ways that this show wouldn't end after five, five uh, matchup ceremonies, huh. five lighting ceremonies. Huh. Because after five, there's a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I could see that. You know, so it's like, but after five, like, I mean, the, the rarely does this show ever go without a light ceremony yeah. in the show. So they would have to like stretch out, you know. They would have to just cancel it and be like, okay, well, we're going to change things. Or they probably wouldn't even do all the lights. A producer would step in and be like, you can only put up four lights and then they would rearrange the other characters. Mm. So you think there'd be some funny stuff. Okay. Yeah. Or I'm just be curious. Funny I've stuff. always thought these things. I'm just wondering what you think. Go yeah. Ahead. Um, I was going to say that another big reason why this season is no good is that there's no really standout cast members. No one is like necessarily um, bringing that much to the show. There's a couple of people who are good in their interviews. We have like Lewis, who's fun. Um, uh, Nutza, who's fun. But they can't carry this whole show. And unfortunately, it is a season of duds. I kind of always feel that about this show. So I don't know if I'm if I totally agree that this is a more dud filled season. I always kind of feel, especially the last couple are the ones I've I've watched all of them. I would say the only ones that I kind of remember are like the first three. Yeah. Uh, and since then, I've just kind of been like, who are these people? Like yeah. I don't know. You know. Now you said that Floribama started to get good again. What's yeah. up with that? And then and then it ended. Mm. They took a mid-season finale, and they're coming back in November on Thursdays. Why? On Jersdays, excuse me. Uh, I don't know. I, I was like, the one day I was like looking forward to watching it. it yeah. I was like, why isn't it on? And then I looked up, and uh, they kept saying that that last episode was the mid-season finale. That must, they must be, uh, uh, Jersey Shore must be over at that time, mm. and they know that that's a hot time slot. And they're trying to slip them in there and try to catch some of that heat uh, so it could ride sort of the coattails of Jersey Shore up until uh, something that actually Isn't Jersey watch. Shore over now? I don't know. We stopped watching it. We have to catch up <laughs> on a bunch of episodes. It was boring and bumming me out, and I just yeah. didn't want to watch it anymore. It got sad. <clears throat> so so interesting, the difference between the Miami and Las Vegas season when they were within the same year. I mean, these are like, 
you know, right up against each other. Listen, something that I haven't watched on this show that I know that is there for me to watch is them going back to the Jersey Shore and going back to that shore house and stuff. And I do want to see them do that, you know, even though I know it's going to be lackluster and boring. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, Floribama goes, they're, they're trying to get Floribama some ratings. And listen, the past four, three episodes have been much better than the first six or whatever it was because there were crazy, weird fighting going on and, and uh, in-cast fighting that, like, uh, that was act- sort of real uh, fighting. Like, um, and, uh, like was it all with the girl Katina or um, Chris Courtney? No. Um, no, Courtney's involved uh, in some of these things. One of the more exciting things was Courtney's boyfriend on the show. Um, he she broke up with him. He snuck back into the house. What? Um, after she broke up with him, it freaked everybody out. Then they were like, he, they were like, "Yo, we're done with this guy. Don't let him back in here." He left a rap song. He wrote a rap for her, like on the. Uh, they all made fun of him. They they read his rap on TV and no. made fun of him. Yeah. No. And left flowers. And then they just keep going to the same bars that he and his friends hang out at. And so, like, he came over at one point and started to pick a fight with Jeremiah. Oh. And all of the guys uh, brawled with him and his friends. You know, there was a lot of bouncers, a lot of people pulling him apart. There wasn't that bad, but Kodai was getting his shots in. I mean, I, I really... really? I, I am I, shocked. I am shocked as well. But everybody, I mean, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying Kurt, Gus... And Jeremiah and Kodai are the guys in the house. Right? Yeah. I would have said Kodai was probably the last. I would say Gus maybe or Jeremiah could be towards the end. They are big guys, but they're big, sensitive guys that don't seem extremely tough. Yeah. Kurt's constantly fighting. Um, so I, I knew he would fight. Kodai, I just figured, would be laughing off to the side. Kodai couldn't wait till there was all the bouncers and people were pulling Courtney's boyfriend away from him so he was restrained so Kodai could get in there and just start punching him in the head <laughs> while he was being held back by like four Why guys. Why is that funny to me? <laughs> it was because Kodai's funny and it's just a Kodai's kind of a weasel. It's sort of his thing. You oh know my what I God. Mean? This season opened up. This The first episode of the season was, uh, in my opinion, the story arc was Kodai making out with that girl after he vomited. <laughs> yeah, somebody, I go, <laughs> the only Reddit I go on is the Floribama Reddit because it's just like like-minded folks like <laughs> there is no like i'll be honest i know we have a lot of challenge reddit people that listen to this show and kudos to you guys for being able to survive on that reddit i mean there's so much going on on the challenge reddit it is too much for me to look at and it's like people post such long things and they're really into it and also like they have strong opinions and if you go against your i'd be i'm afraid to go against an opinion on there like i don't want to be ostracized as an idiot who doesn't know what he's talking about so I kind of just lurk a little bit, but it's 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 easier di- to digest the Floribama one because it's just like this show sucks. It makes me feel bad, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, why am I watching? Like, why is she doing this? And it's like makes I'm like, oh, okay, these are this is a little easier. But <laughs> the in uh, I was I was uh, reading the Reddit, and uh, someone on this Reddit said made made, sorry guys they can't hold it together someone on this reddit made the comment that kodai keeps making out with a girl that all the girls look exactly the same and if you go back and you look at them everyone that he's like drunkenly making out with is this is like the same type of woman it's just like a a woman in her late 20s who's a little overweight extremely drunk and uh looks like she does not she she wants to be on TV but doesn't kind of know where she what she's getting into here. Yeah. Like you feel bad for her but she's also very excited to make out with Kodai on TV. And you got to know that this is season what? 2 or something. Yeah. People are going to these bars to during production them. to see them. Yeah. It's no longer like what the fuck is this shit? It's like Y'all hear uh, about uh, they're bringing Floribama back to filming here. Like that, whatever town that that is, is kind of now getting a little famous for the town that Floribama hangs out in during production. So people are now going to these bars. So I don't really feel bad for these women. They want to make out with Kodai, but they are, it is the same woman over and over and over and over again. That's all I I wanted to say. I love that that guy is so excited. (laughs) All right, folks. Listen, I'm gonna, we're gonna do our. We're gonna go right into our show in a second. But I will say this: since we started this by telling you a little behind the scenes information, I might as well tell you a little behind the scenes information now. I don't know if you could tell. I had to pause the. <laughs> I had to pause the podcasting machine, um, 
to remember what I was saying about the Florabama Reddit. Nick I got so excited and was laughing, and he couldn't control his laughing, but then he also couldn't remember the point of why he brought up Reddit. I couldn't remember what I was trying to say, and I had to pause it in mid-stride, mid-conversation, and then rack my brain for a minute off pod to remember what I was going to say. And of course, when you remember what you were going to say, it's never as exciting and as important as you thought it was in the first place. So we'll see. When I listen back to this, I'll see if I did a flawless edit. But you'll know possibly that about four seconds ago, this thing was paused and I was racking my brain. So that's what's going on over here. It's early, kind of. Uh, (laughs) It's like Monday. It's Monday. It's 1.45 p.m. We're still in bed. All right, guys. I think it's time. Don't you think? I do. And I just would like to say, if you love us, if you hate us, if you don't know us, if you know us, give a, go ahead and rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. That's me. Follow us on Twitter at RealityBlowsPod. And email us at RealityBlowsPodcast at gmail.com. And stay listening to Wednesday's app because we got uh, a recap of the final reckoning you didn't need to do any of this ash i really stumbled through all of that i've already listened to this interview you already do all that stuff but you didn't plug my stuff in this in this little it's nick (laughs) (laughs) all right guys enjoy ashley's conversation with the wonderful christy coffee Hi, welcome back to Reality Blows. Uh, we have our wonderful guest here, Christy Coffee. Hello. Hi. Um, I've known you for years. Uh huh. I know you through the comedy scene, mm-hmm. and you're just you're uh, like all over television production. <laughs> You've worked on every reality show that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. How did you? Uh, I have so many questions. Ooh, okay, can't wait. Um, first off. Let's start from the beginning, okay? <laughs> okay? Tell me about, like, Teen Christy. Like, what were you watching? Oh, oh, what was I watching? I mean, I was really on the Bravo kick from, like, da- like season one, OC Housewives. Really? Like, yeah, I was in there right away. I always loved shitty MTV reality shows, 16 and Pregnant, mm. Laguna Beach. Like, mm. all that was right up my, my alley. I, I consume... A lot of reality TV. When you, so you started watching, would you say like in high school? Is that around that time yeah, period? Yeah, uh-huh. It was Did, something for my mom and I to bond over. Okay, so it was like a family thing. Yeah, it was like something that we could talk about, you know? Yeah. Did you have friends who were watching? Because I feel like when I was in high school, there was sort of a stigma around it that mm-hmm. I felt like judged by my peers for being into yeah, things. Like yeah. being into the real world. Like they were like, what? That's so like <laughs> late 90s. Really? Or whatever. No. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, it's kind of, I still like reality television. But it it was like if you weren't watching it ironically then I felt like I was being judged that's true I mean I don't know I I feel like I I if I was being judged I just liked it too much to care great you know but yeah. I did I mean I even watched this one show on Bravo called NYC prep where it's just um hot teenagers that go to a prep school in New York Ugh. and I mean I it's like real garbage like I will bottom of the barrel watch shit <laughs> that no one else will watch like that is my that's my jam what did you say before real world that made me think okay go on sorry were they talking about peers judging or? um oh what is well what, did you go to like a rich high school where kids no. like I went to a high school and where it was like popular to have rainbow dyed hair and oh. to be like in on the in the drama department. Ooh. Like I went to Chapel Hill High School and it was very like super liberal like um me and all my friends were part of the lgbt like the gay straight alliance club um and that was just you know everyone was like into the pixies it was Mm -hmm. a it was a very specific place Uh, we did have popular kids i should say that we should we had your your classic fratty popular kids but they didn't like dominate the school in the way that um pop culture has taught me other schools right get dominated by yeah well mine was a little bit like yours except my school was run by an iron fist with by mormons like it was a really mormon school wow so i knew like in in high school it was really popular for like the the most popular kids were mormon and so they would like find the kids that weren't popular and then convert them yeah that was part of the the pyramid scheme yeah they would like sit by the kid sitting alone at lunch like the most popular girl would go up and sit by them wow and she'd convert them heard about my savior jesus Christ. i got like a book of mormon for christmas from like multiple people holy moly high school yeah so where did you grow up in vegas oh, las vegas okay yeah. they love that desert climate they do <laughs> it's really cheap and you, so you can buy these like mcmansions that have so many rooms and yeah. it's really cheap so you can just put all your kids in those rooms incredible you know what i mean i have to point out that you are wearing sunglasses <laughs> <laughs> right now <laughs> 
as we speak. I'm so hungover. <laughs> um, they are Olay sunglasses. Oh yeah, honey. which I have seen promoted by every really real, every reality star on MTV at least. Like they're either doing the diff eyewear. Oh yeah, diff eyewear is mm-hmm. yeah, or an Olay is very popular. Is yeah. it an Australian brand? It is an Australian brand. I am obsessed. It's that perfect mid range price. It's like fifty bucks for a pair. Yeah, and so I got like a bunch of them, and they have so many different. Now, styles. did you use a reality star like code to do it? No, I didn't even. I need to find. You okay, because do you see out. these like these yeah, rose the, gold are these diffs? The diffs? Yes, yeah. and I used um, Tori Deal's code <laughs> <laughs> to get twenty five percent off, which I don't even remember. I don't know if she's still doing that deal, but thank you, Tori. <laughs> thank, thank you, Tori, you, uh, from MTV Challenge, of course. Okay, so you started watching with your mom. Uh, it was a way to bond. Mm-hmm. And was there anything like any particular show that you guys? bonded over specifically or was it just like all bravo shows across the board i think it was a lot of bras like i've been with shaws of sunset since season one you know what i mean like i really do the deep cuts of bravo wow um i i think that i and survivor you know that was like the remember when survivor came out and it was like it was like who shot jr it was the biggest thing that anyone could talk about was and then remember that one girl made that speech like if you were dying in a desert i wouldn't cut remember i I wouldn't piss on you yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. it was like if you were on fire i wouldn't piss on you and then everyone was talking about it applebee's that sound that was an amazing time to be alive (laughs) it truly was. was now how did you get into reality um producing so I graduated film school and I was like PAing a lot. And um, where did you go to film school? UNLV. Okay. I mean, I really went to college there because they came to my high school and they're like, do you want to go to college here? And I was like, that sounds good. <laughs> and so I didn't apply to any colleges. I just like walked across the street to UNLV. And um, I was doing so when I was doing some PA stuff and working at this record store and watch what happens live on Bravo. I don't know if you know that show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they were doing a Vegas episode and I like cozied up to the production manager. I was like, if I move to New York and I have a job, mm. she goes, I don't know. Why don't you hit me up when you get to New York? So I moved to New York like two or three months later Yeah. and I hit her up and I was like, can I work? Can I work? So finally they ended up hiring me as in reception and there was just a uh, reality production production company. So Incredible. I just started being around all those shows and meeting people. And then they just started to kind of, I started getting jobs through that. That's amazing. So yeah. you start, you're like, you started in the mail room. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and worked your way up. I guess it was like a lot of failing my, I mean, I don't under, it was, it was, um, a lot of it is just having a personality. That's how you work in reality TV. Yeah. That's how anyone does. It's like the, the job can be taught to, a. Uh, 15 year old you know but yeah. it's like people want to work with people they like totally so it's all about just being I mean that's fun. show business in general totally. I feel like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. be on time ish yeah and fun to be around <laughs> exactly yeah totally yeah so um can you just like list list off the shows you've worked on for our <laughs> listeners I mean I have them written out in front of me but um, I, I can't even I mean like it's so funny because people ask me this I I I do. I'm a lot of in the teen mom world. Yes, I have world. seen your name <laughs> multiple times yeah. on credits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for teen mom because it used to be last season it was playing right before the challenge. Right now they're doing um, Jersey Shore Family Vacation before the challenge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they were doing Teen Mom OGs, and then you would pop up on that and send Teen Mom Young and Pregnant. Uh-huh. Um, I would see your name and I'd freak out. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny because you texted me and you were yes. like, "I saw your name on this credit. Did you work on Young and Pregnant?" And I was like, "I." Literally literally don't know because <laughs> there was a time where I was working on like five different shows at MTV that were all about pregnant young girls yeah. and like they all had just a, diff, a little different take <laughs> so that they could put more young pregnant girls on TV yeah so you, you would consider yourself a teen mom whisperer that's I mean I really would I that is my specialty on for hours on end I just Skype with teens and I, I'm like no he didn't that is so <laughs> fucked up are you serious like that's what I my people that hear me Skype like I'm a totally different person I'm like she is such a bitch wow that's amazing that's fun. is it do you just fall into it naturally or is that like a language you had to learn um it's kind of a mixture of both yeah. I think that my my love of drama to begin with I love goss yeah you know about friends <laughs> just goss made up so goss yeah. yeah just anything you want to tell me I'll listen to um so it's it just chatting with people is really easy. Yeah. You know, you've so always like been it. a talker in oh, my opinion. I thank you. Easy to talk to. Oh, good. Easy. That's oh, nice. A talker meaning easy to talk oh, to. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Someone you. I could see. You out. are too. You're a thank good talker. You. 
Thanks. It can be hard, but like your yeah. face when I see out, I'm like, oh, I can talk to her. It'll yeah. be easy. Same Z's. Um, instead of like some people, it's like pulling teeth yeah. in, in this comedy and then community. They, and they get ours. up and you're like, you want to be a stand up? <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. Um, okay. So you started. So would you say that you started with Teen Mom franchise? I started in, on Watch What Happens Live. Okay. And then so we were producing a few different reality shows at that time, like The Job. There was like, you know, some CNBC stuff. I've like, you know, worked on so many development projects that became shows or didn't become shows. Mm-hmm. I worked on two seasons of a show that no one's like heard of. So it's what was <laughs> it was called my selfie life. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> no, you don't. I remember seeing that title <laughs> no, and being like, no don't. one's going to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> they would. I remember the day that the EP asked me like if, if we all agreed on the title and it was just like, uh, are we still going to get paid? <laughs> like, yeah. what's I, I can't. What? It's so bad. Interesting. So it sounds like part of your duties um, include casting. Can you like tell me like what does a production person for reality tell? Like, are you doing everything? And and, and if so, what are those duties? I've done I've done a lot of I've done so many different things. Like people look at my resume and are like, I don't even know what to hire you for because I do a bunch of stuff, and that includes post production and editing and. Stuff like that. So that's not as fun. I like the producer part of it is fun because your job is literally to just kind of cozy up to someone and, and not manipulate them. I mean, I, my pitch is always like my dad's a salesman. Yeah. And it's so funny how much I often feel like we're the same person. Cause I, sometimes you're like convincing someone to be on TV. Right. So I'll, uh, I'll just be like, you know, like, I don't want to make you do anything you don't want to do. But like, if you had this conversation at this time, blah, 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 that would help on camera. Yeah. And so it's all kind of being that like advocate for them, but also like working with the camera and all that stuff. Interesting. So I have recently been on like part of a, a unnamed doc that I can't really talk Ooh. about on the podcast, but I will say that I have a producer that I've been working with. Um, pretty much one-on-one and I will say she's a dear friend. Right. No, no, you you do. I like feel for the people that I, I work with. I really, I, that's right on the money. Like now who's like your, your favorite person that you watched, that you worked with on watch what happens live. Anyone that sticks Um, out in your mind is like a pleasure to be um, around. I, that's a pleasure to be around. That's a good question. Um, 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 I like Lisa Vanderpump and Nini. I got to hold Lisa Vanderpump's dog. That was pretty cool. Um, you know, like anything, it's more about like the bad people stick out to me more, which is bad. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to remember good people. Can you name someone that was bad or not even name them? Just maybe talk about the experience. And then if you feel comfortable, well, there was a certain (laughs) (laughs) name names. No, there was like a diva singer that we had on that had like a huge entourage and was very like tricky. Are you pulling, what are you pulling up? A picture of Andy Cohen? Yeah. uh Uh-huh. I was just going to, can I move this away? Oh, sure. Or put it on airplane mode Mm -hmm. phone yeah okay keep going keep going um can't figure that out <laughs> i by the way i i wanted to tell you this i was a huge fan of robin china and ashley and nick thank you, you know, so much it was so good i was listening to episodes of this podcast too i learned wow. so many things from you guys like oh. i was listening to the episode where you're talking about sweet tea and a biscuit yeah that really that really changed stuff for me oh my god yeah it's like really it's exciting. This I feel great. like when next time I go to the South, I have like this whole new awareness. Yeah. I'm so pumped. So you learned about the sweet tea refills. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I did. And it was really fun. Um, it's interesting. You said Lisa was a, was nice to be around Vanderpump. Cause I've heard that she's kind of can be difficult. She can be difficult. And also I go to Tom, Tom, do you know what Tom, do you oh, watch yeah. Vanderpump? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I go to Tom, Tom like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Is like, it, give me a review. <laughs> what should I, it's so embarrassing because it's like, it'll, it's a huge tourist destination. But yeah. I went there on my birthday. Like I really, um, it's the food is bad, but the cocktails are really good. And everyone that works there is super, super sexy. So uh, that's really what you're, God, you're I love being for. around beautiful people, <laughs> but I've been there four times and literally every single time Lisa and Ken were there. Wow. And it, but then they do this weird thing where, where Ken will walk around the room and just like wait to be noticed. And Lisa doesn't want to be noticed. Hmm. And it's like, bitch, why are you here? Yeah. Like you're here. You want to be seen if you're here. Right. But then so you have to be nice when people come and try to take a picture with you. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. I can't agree more. If you want privacy, go to a different restaurant that you don't own publicly on television. Yeah. Tell me about Andy Cohen. 
Um, he smokes weed. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. Um, he is, um, he likes redheads oh. and he's like, you know, really those rich gay New York men yeah. are really living the life. Yeah. I really like they're banging and mm-hmm. hanging and going on vacation in Turks and Caicos. So. Is he chill? Cause he, he seems chill, but like, I'm like, but he could also be so wound up that, that this is a facade. I, he is a very successful person for a reason. Gotcha. He has all his ducks in a row. <laughs> is that what you're saying? It's, Yeah, and I think you can't get to that point if you don't have a a bite to you, you know, Mm -hmm. and if you don't know what you want, if you and so he's he is particular about what he wants, and and it's for a good reason. Mm -hmm. It produces good results, but Mm -hmm. it is he's particular. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen him be mean to someone that you were like, oh god? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean when he enters the room there's definitely a different energy. You're like, Oh, dad's here. Like wow. we got to be on our, on good behavior. But then also like I've been to parties where everyone is blacked out, wasted. And yeah. Yeah. So, so the debauchery is real. There is some real debauchery behind the scenes. Fabulous. Yeah. Do you watch the challenge? No. Oh, wow. That's not one of mine. I know. I know. How I know. did you get out of that? I know because I have so many friends that are like only challenge people yeah. that only do that for reality TV. I, I don't think, um, sports are fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like watching hot people fight. <laughs> Very cool. Is Very that, cool. Does that happen on the challenge? Yeah, definitely. Okay. For sure. Okay, yeah. Cool. Especially this season. If you really like hot drunk people fighting, uh-huh. that has been um, turned up like beyond cool. a volume that I can really process. It's yeah. like gotten a little too much for me. Uh-huh. Um, but Okay, that's interesting. You're not a challenge head. I know. What about Big Brother? Did you ever get into Big Brother? Um, my brother is a diehard Big Brother fan to yeah. the point where like he actually dated this guy on Tinder because I guess he won Big Brother Digital or oh, wow. something. But that kid was definitely homeless by the time my brother was dating him. But my brother was still even my brother. I just mean to laugh at him no, being homeless. No, no, I'm no. Like, ah. but, no, but, but it was one of those things where that it, I actually had a friend on Big Brother. Oh, really? Um, this girl, Lydia, yeah. I knew her, she was like tattooed. She was, and, um, I remember watching her decline after big brother in a way that was like Shakespearean. Like yeah. it was like, she got picked for the show. She was the most, she was the coolest person I knew. Everyone knew who she was. And then like the, still she does like big brother meetups and she was like 10 seasons ago. Oh. You know what I mean? And she'll be like posting like, Hey, I'm at this bar. We're like, there's like 10 of us. If you want to come and meet and greet for like big brother. And oh, no. it's just like, Oh, it's like tragic. Now, it's do you hard. see that a lot? I feel like I, that is sort of a, um, I don't know. I, I've heard that tale before. Right. It feels like a reality television trope to some degree. Totally. Where it's like w- the, winning the lottery type. Oh, yeah. Um, have you seen, have you experienced that firsthand besides this friend? And and what was that like? I mean, n- no, because once um, they're out of my orbit, like TV wise, I don't really keep track of like what they're doing if they get kicked off a show or something. But I am like fascinated where at this point we have like thousands and thousands of people that were famous for like on reality TV. They had this moment that yeah. this like rush and now they're like grasping at that still. It's like a whole population of people that are like ex reality TV stars. It's so weird. Yeah. I wonder like what their, their lives are like, how are they happy? Do they reach out to you? Cause I would feel like someone would get desperate and be like, Hey Christy, we worked on this show together. Yeah. Can you cast me in this other show? Oh, yeah. That happens a lot. And it's hard for me because I'm not a good texter to begin with, like with my friends. Yeah. And so my job is like a lot of um, there is a kindness because in casting reality TV, they go through so much effort of the casting process of Skyping and sending me pictures and sending me this and gathering your friends and like for these group castings that I'm doing. And... Then they just don't 
get cast, but they don't get paid for that. So that's like so much effort. Mm -hmm. And then they, for them to just not get cast, they feel like bitter. They want answers. And it's like, I'm going, I have 15 people that I'm juggling. So I can't always like give them right an explanation. And it's kind of sad. It's hard. It's sad. Yeah, it is hard. There's no union for reality television. I know there should be, there should be. Yeah. Just so that they have like even mental health care available to them because yeah. that seems to be a big it's issue. It's true. Mental he- health care available. To, that, it, it, that is like something that I saw with like Lydia is just it, it, there was a sadness there as if I think if she had never done Big Brother, she would have been happier because mm-hmm. she didn't reach that high high. And yeah. then that low. I think about this episode. Did you ever watch True Life? Um, I did, but really spotty. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That's like the OG reality TV. Yeah. It is like that docu-series stuff where totally. it was just a tiny bit manipulated, but still really, really good. So I watched good. every single episode, but they did one. I'm an ex-reality TV star and I think about it like once a month and oh. it was like 15 years ago. It was like an ex-survivor guy. Wow. And it was powerful. He I was like, watch that. He was like calling red carpets and pretending to be his own publicist, like giving a fake name and like, you know, selling himself as this fake PR guy. And then he like hired a prostitute to take uh, to the red carpet. And then like there's this footage of them like f- fighting and he's like, come on. And she like slaps him. Oh. It's crazy. Um, so you also worked on some HGTV shows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Yeah. Well, that's more fun because it's like those people are just showing off their house. Like, and that's, those are, that's the different, like, and it is interesting the way that different reality shows will pay talent versus who won't like, sometimes people just want to go on TV so they can be like, look at this sick house. And then they, you know, do 12 hour days of filming Yeah, and they do it for fun Yeah, because that's just what it is. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it's different. It's like all just, I mean, I've had jobs where I'm casting, you know, reality shows where I'm casting like an Amish person. And that's so different than talking to a 15 year old pregnant with twins. Yeah. In some case, I mean, maybe it's the same thing. Could be possibly but, an overlap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but depending it is, on the show. <laughs> I think the most important thing is just like in reality is just being adaptable to a lot of different people yeah and types now would you say you've learned anything about the human condition from working yeah can yeah I mean I I worked on this Netflix documentary series called dogs and just it was like eight years we had to find like eight of the most interesting stories about dogs what makes this relation this person's relationship with their dog special so finding the most interesting one is really cool because that there's a lot of really interesting stories and I was like talking to this homeless woman who had had her dog like the whole time she was homeless and like it was such a moving and then she got out of she got a home and then goes back and um goes and feeds homeless dogs because they often you know sometimes people will be like don't feed me feed my dog Mm. you know because they love their animal Mm -hmm. and so it there are certain times when I'm casting something and it sheds this whole like it opens my mind to something so different um and it's just weird because I because I'm not watching it on tv I'm like talking to the actual person so there's like a human element I think it's made me a lot more liberal Really? You know what I mean? Because I just feel a lot more compassion for people because I've talked to people of all different types, yeah. like face to face and heard their most, their, their innermost thoughts, fears, secrets, because they have to tell me, right. you know? Right. Um, so yeah, I would say that it has, uh, I know about, I feel like I know people more. That's interesting that you bring up the dogs, um, homeless people and their dog companions, because this is something I'm not like super proud of about myself, but I do see that occasionally in New York and I get a little mad because I'm like, if you can't take care of yourself, then you should give this animal to someone who can take care of it. It seems very selfish Mm -hmm. to me. Um, and then I feel like I'm being judgmental and then it sends me down a shame spiral where I'm like, I'm judging them. But then I'm like, but you're using this animal like as an emotional solve when, in reality, you can't like take care of yourself. Why would you take on the responsibility of this animal? So, do you have any thoughts on me? Am I a good person? <laughs> and does this mean I'm evil that I go no. through this? Well, I mean, I definitely felt that way too until I started talking to this woman um, in Seattle. And it's like she, her situation is she was severely beaten by her husband. She was on the streets because she started suffering seizures, couldn't um, afford it. She had to flee her husband. And these dogs were, um, support dogs and and they helped I mean she would walk them you know like 10 miles a day they were there for her when she had seizures so 
I think personally and only talking her to her gave me this opinion but she deserves that I yeah. think everyone deserves like some solace in this life yeah. and especially homeless people I mean and I get it because you don't it's really sad to see a starving dog and a starving person obviously but right um you know if that's what's keeping that person going in life I never even considered the idea that they could be a support dog too like if you're having seizures and right you're trained to help you with yeah. that mm-hmm. so maybe you know you can't judge a book by its, uh, it's true. cover see that's why ca- reality tv casting is so important yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the service you're providing um I have a, qu- a big question about celebs do you still get starstruck it's so funny because I can be like with the most, the most famous people don't make me starstruck. It'll be like seeing Tom Tom. You know, that's what gets me. I love seeing a random person. But no, I don't. Do you get starstruck? Uh, that's a good question. I guess I got, I get starstruck by people that I like watching on yes. television. But um, I've seen like super famous people on the street and not cared. Mm-hmm. Um I have been starstruck by like an author that I love, you yeah, know, yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel that like, like you're like when it comes to celebrity culture and putting people on these pedestals, like how has working in reality television, how does that line up for you personally? Like, like how do I feel about putting people on pedestals? Yeah. Like, are you, are you walking around being like, they're just like everybody else? Or are you like, no, they do have an extra little something. Well, I think, you, I, I can be very judgmental of people's personalities now, mm. you know? I mean, I can tell within five minutes if someone's a star or not. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you can tell. You know, you can tell. They have a sparkle or Yeah, they, they do have a sparkle. And whether it's a good sparkle or a bad sparkle, sometimes it's like they have a personality and I would never want to hang out with that person because yeah. they're a horrible monster. Right. But they're great for TV. Yeah. And sometimes they have that spark- sparkle the other way. Um, but Where yeah, you're like they have a great sparkle, but they won't be great for television. No, I think it, it, I, it, you really realize how many people are boring <laughs> who think they're interesting. You yeah. know, every single email I read is like, everyone, everyone tells me and my friends, we need a reality <laughs> show. Like everyone always says that about us. You know, it's kind of like people that are like, I could have been a comedian. Yeah. If right. I just tried. Those people. Very <laughs> familiar. Now, I kind of think I'm interested in like sort of the mental health um, aspect of reality and in, okay, I'll just say it. Are you dealing with a lot of narcissists, a lot of oh. sociopaths and can you spot them? Oh, def- yeah, yeah. You definitely, I, I can, I feel like I can, um, and I like, I like them. Yeah. Oh, you do. <laughs> I mean, I like them for TV. That's always the thing is like me saying I like them doesn't mean I want to hang out with them. Right. You know, that's always what it comes down to. I mean, I, I feel like, and it, this is, it's crazy because at the end of the day, it's just some random person's opinion why this teen mom deserves to be on TV versus this teen mom. It's not yeah. like they were born to be better. It's just because they're the right fit for the show because of X, Y, and Z reason. We're looking for this kind of story. We're looking for an adoption story. We're looking for like all kinds of different things. So um, I don't know where I was going with that. Well, I think what you're speaking to right at this moment is just sort of the randomness of casting. Yeah. Like, and I see that all the time in auditions. Right. And it's just like constantly, well, they're like, well, we're not really looking for someone with bangs. And right. You're like, well, totally. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's just, it can be up to a whim. But personally, what you when you were talking about how you like them, I think in a comedy community, right, um, we get exposed definitely to people who qualify with pretty serious personality disorders. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> Narcissists sociopaths and I like love I am so attracted to them even though I realize Mm -hmm. that they are a danger and I don't want to reward them you know but I also want to watch them yeah totally what the fuck is that (laughs) if I knew I like I that I don't I don't know what it is it's that special little indescribable thing that just works and sometimes it's like even made me evaluate my own personality like Mm -hmm. what I'm bringing to the table immediately upon like first impression Mm. if it's 
I don't know. I I think I would be good in reality TV. <laughs> I'd I watch would, it. I would cast myself. I would also cast you. Thank you. And Nick. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, look for our new show <laughs> with Lindsay Lohan. Um, uh, are you guys? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Please. Are you guys Kardashians people? Um, okay. So Nick was like diehard Kardashian person. I would say like maybe the first seven seasons. Mm-hmm. I, he kind of fell off when, you know, I feel like. There was a turn with the Kardashians where Kim kind of stopped being funny almost, where she just became more of an observer in the background and just kind of saying little snide remarks. And also, I think Nick had a hard time when Chloe like just became so superficial because mm-hmm. she was so fun, you mm-hmm, know, in the mm-hmm. first. I don't I don't want to speak for him, but I do know that he was pretty into it for the first seven seasons. And I would say that was my sort of gateway drug when it comes to reality television, because he liked it and then it would be on at the gym. And so I would watch it. And that is how I got into it. And that's why we did uh, Robin China and Ashley and Nick. And that was doing that docuseries. <laughs> Recapping that fame docuseries is sort of the thing that turned me off on the Kardashians. Yeah. Um, because it just got to a point with them where I was like, you know, social media really affects all of this too because you'll you'll watch a show and then everyone will be tweeting that like it's completely different and so you it's almost like this like um you're on a scavenger hunt to find like who's the dirt bag right. you know and i was spending a lot of time doing that <laughs> <laughs> and i was like you know maybe i should knit or something yeah. you know like yeah. maybe i should do something else that's like positive for myself right. um so i'm i'm off the kardashian train as of now uh, but that doesn't mean I won't get back on. And that also doesn't mean I don't keep up with them gossip wise. Right. Uh, are you watching currently? I am. Did you yeah. ever stop? I never. I, I, st- I, what season are they on now? Uh, like, I don't know. 11, 12. If they're on, if they're on 11 or 12, then I probably came in at six or okay. seven. So I didn't watch like the early seasons when the girls are young. Mm. I, I started watching them when I started caring about their social media lives yeah. and like all that stuff. But, um, I bet you're, do you still watch them when, when you're at the gym? Yeah. See, that's, they're so watchable. They're so watchable. It's like you, it's perfect for when you're at the gym mm-hmm. and you're just like, or you're, doing something mindless like cleaning your room that's why they exist they're so so watchable but they're also fascinating totally and i am i hate hate when people say that they are famous for nothing that they're rich for nothing that they didn't do anything it's like you turn a sex tape into a fucking billion dollar family you know what i mean that that is skills kylie jenner's ability to use social media to figure that out and crack that code before anyone else did Mm -hmm. is a skill she has a business mind Mm -hmm. and anyone that says she doesn't is like a hater. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. They're jealous. <laughs> they're, they're jealous. They're very jealous. They're Except like, why can't I do that? It's true, but I hate Rob. I would. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, before we get into the Rob thing, the one thing with the Kardashians, they do they did have an upper hand in terms of just coming from an, an upper class family. So right. I do think rich people are more watchable because I think that we live in a really fucked up society where yeah. we put rich people on a pedestal and we also think rich people are in inherently better than us like we don't consciously say that but everything is is being marketed to us as rich people are like something we should aspire to be right. and so therefore they're already starting with a leg up so like does a kardashian family exist that's in the like lower middle class range that would be stars 100 percent. Totally. we're probably not going to watch them yeah now and that's just a shame and that just goes to show you like our skewed value system when it comes to class Death. now with um rob rob is super problematic and um, I, I have a really hard time with him, especially the way he treated China. Yes. After yeah, after the docu series. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, we're laughing at the, the word, word docu series. <laughs> because <laughs> um, that's what it, it was billed as for some reason and it will never not be funny yeah it is so funny <laughs> i i have a huge i i so agree and people hate on china for like doing what she did or she was using but like rob was horrible horrible horrible, horrible. Uh-huh. and it's like he doesn't get off the hook because his sisters are apologizing for him like 100%. he's a bad person yeah and he's a big woe is me baby yeah he's very self-absorbed he seems like incredibly emotionally abusive Mm -hmm. 
and manipulative. Yeah. And um, I do think that like China's opportunistic, you know, but like, why shouldn't she be? And like, who would hold yeah. that against her? <laughs> like a monster. Did you see her mom? Like she uh, came from a circumstance. Yeah. Tokyo Tony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, big fan. <laughs> big fan. Um, did you work on X on the beach? So I, one of my best friends did. Ooh. And the way they cast that show was. Are you talking about the British version or the new the, or the, the American? American. Okay. The way they, they cast it. I didn't even it. know there was a British one. Oh, there is a great, it came from British MTV. Wow. Yeah. And I think they've had like, I think there are like seven seasons. Is that one as lawless as the, did you watch the American one? Yeah. I've watched the American one and I've watched the British one. Um, I'll say the British one is like way more like sex. Yeah. Oh, do you watch Love Island? No, but <gasps> we know that we need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I know people that I react like that to are tired of hearing that yeah. they need to watch Love Island. We, I know, because like people have reached out to me that are not um, reality fan watchers who are just friends of mine who are like, I know you watch reality television, so of course you can tell me everything I need to know about yeah. Love Island. And I'm like, I haven't actually watched it yet. It is it's pretty epic. Like I started it at season two and it just blew my mind in every way. It's X on the beach better for sure. Wow. It's better than X on the beach. I would swear. Okay. I believe you as someone that hasn't watched X on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The American one, the American one. Well, the American one was a dud and that's just compared to the British one. There was like a lot of things they tried to bring from the British one that didn't work here, which was like the voiceover host and then an actual live host. Like we did not need Bow Wow hosting that. It was very strange. It would be like, why is he here all of a sudden? Yeah. And it's also like how many in like the editing would be like so um, like rigid where you're like, how many takes did it take to get him to say like those two sentences? Yeah. It felt very strained. Yeah. Um, also, X on the Beach British, they did not they showed barely any violence. Like you knew that the violence was happening, but it wouldn't be covered as like a big storyline. Right. Whereas X on the Beach and the American version, it was like all violence. You saw a lot I, of it. I noticed that on Love Island, too. There's mm. not a lot of violence. Yeah. And that's also a Megan Gailey, like the thing she always says she loves about we both started at season two. Megan Gailey comic and reality television watcher. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, when we lived together, it was a beautiful thing. Uh, we were on the same we were on the same shows and it was like a hungover Sunday was just all reality all day. Oh, that's perfect. perfect. It that was. sounds wonderful. It was gorgeous. Someone told me, I, I think we need to get her on the pod because did she go to a reunion of some sorts or, or did she, she had some sort of reality housewife interaction. Anyway. She has a lot of reality. Well, her and Kara ran into the, they've, at this point, Kara has met the cast of Vanderpump Rules twice. Wow. Like at like an intimate party. Yeah. And to the second point where she can like go up to him and be like, hey, and like no. where they remember her. Yeah. And you have a podcast with these two ladies yes, yes. called let's, let's talk, talk about, about text. text i love yeah, it i'm a subscriber fun. we lo- we talk a lot about uh, reality um but what oh what were we just talking about oh love island yeah so they don't cover the violence on love island either yeah. and the thing that megan likes about it is that they're very kind to each other mm. everyone is having and it doesn't sound like it's interesting but like people are having civil conversations and like getting over things like wow. it's a little dramatic at times but there's not pride in violence and talking shit that there is in american tv interesting like i that drives me crazy with teen mom is like i don't understand why these girls value their ability to fight each other yeah like they're like oh she's a she's back down like she backed yeah. down from the fight it's like why does she why does she want to fight you like, right i don't I, could, I couldn't imagine fist fighting Oh, my friend. God, that sounds horrible. <laughs> I'm like, I guess we're not friends anymore. I'm not going to do that. I'm yeah, sorry. If that's what you need from me for this friendship to go on, we just can't do it. Um, okay, so what about Are You the One? Are you watching that? I loved the first few seasons. I'm not. Yeah. I haven't watched the current season. Yeah, it's real bad. Is it bad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, In it's really way? bad. Um, well, the cast is kind of lackluster, and you know they 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 went. I'd say like the first four seasons from casting like young, interesting attractive people and then the past two or three seasons it's just been instagram models and Um, so that has like left a lot of um things to be desired in terms of personality uh and then this season they have something called a fate button so you'll remember in the past episodes you would compete in challenges to go on a date Mm -hmm. and then get
get into the truth booth based on that. Right. So the cast would be able to like sort of rig these challenges, who wins that challenge, so that this person can, you could work as a group right. mind totally. better. Now there's a fate button where they push a button and it tells you who's going on the date. And so it's like people are going on dates and going on to the truth booth that haven't like talked to each other the whole time. No, that's horrible. Yeah. That's a horrible, that's a horrible change. It's a really bad change. It takes away all the power from the cast. And I will say it, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I, there's no way they're going to win because they just Ugh. can't, they can't figure, they can't get people in the truth booth who could be I matches. did hear you talking about this on the podcast and you brought up the best point I had never thought of when you said um, MTV figured out that they can, that people will still watch and they don't have to give away a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was Nick's idea, but well, oh, I'll take credit okay, for it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it is like, it's a really good, it's a good point. It's a good like point. you can keep it. But I, um, I, the, I really liked the season of Are You the One where there was like one guy that kind of spearheaded the strategy and was like, okay. And he was like, I'm, I'm an accountant. Like I understand numbers. Oh, yeah. And he like spearheaded this whole strategy. Also never found his own match or kissed a girl the whole season. <laughs> and, um, and then they lost and it was funny. Oh, wow. That was season <laughs> five. It's so funny how that all blends together. I couldn't name one person from Are You the One. Really? Um, oh, well, that's also because you're not watching the challenge. So these people, so Are You the One's a feeder show to the crazy. challenge. So um, I think Teen Mom might start to be. I mean, <laughs> Teen Mom OGs is about to get um, Corey and Cheyenne, yeah, who I have know. Ryder. What do you tell me? What you I know knew about all that. about that long before. I knew about Bristol. Uh, yeah, that was a fun one. I I didn't keep that keep that secret. So wait, d- can you give me any X on the beach, Goss? Um, I, you said it was hard. Was it was difficult? The casting process was um, shady. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can say. It's just really funny. Like, uh, just imagine what someone would have to do in order to cast your ex without you knowing. Ooh. that's just where I'm gonna leave so it. So they didn't know. No. Oh, wow. They really didn't know. Fascinating. Yeah. Because I'm looking at this going, there's no way they don't know because they're getting the same availability calls. I think that if those people are in communication still, but I know for a fact that there were people that entered without knowing. Oh, God. So they're probably being promised that person's not going to come. I mean, I can't. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Gray area. Um, So you watch season one. Yeah. And you do you hate Taylor? Um, I don't remember any characters. Taylor <laughs> spit on Alicia. Oh yeah. Ali- yeah they're yeah. both insane. Yeah, from the root from the yeah, second from story. the balcony. Yeah. Alicia's like Corey's like, I do not like you. And Alicia's like, I'm gonna make him fucking like me. Yeah. And you're like, You're an insane person. <laughs> yeah. And then you're you're like, You're the villain. And then Taylor spits on her and you're like, Wait, you're the fucking villain. Like it's like and then you're like, Well, maybe Corey's I the mean, villain. Ali- right. But yeah. Alicia was resilient. That yeah. girl, she had she took on a lot of hate. And and still, like, kept on now that getting seems, up. That, to me, seems like a personality disorder. Like, someone, that, like, <laughs> yeah. break, can you imagine yeah. someone breaks up with you? They're like, I don't want to be with <laughs> yeah, you, okay? It's over between us. And, and you're like, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> like, that's, like, some creepy Honestly, shit. Honestly, I have seen that work for my, for girls that I know. And I... I'm amazed by it. Like, I'm always like, that's an option. You can just say no. And then, you know, they stay in these That's so bizarre. Yeah. It's it w- happening on Are You The One, too, where people are like, like with <laughs> Bria, oh, you're not watching the season. There's these two characters, Bria and Zach. And Zach's like, I don't want to be with you. And Bria's like, he's going to fucking be with me. I'm going to make him be with me. And it's so strange because, I mean, it's definitely like if it was swapped, we'd be like, that guy's a rapist. Yeah. You know, like if a guy was like, I'm going to make her fucking be with me, it would be so creepy. And then when a woman does it, it's still creepy but like it's somehow normalized i'm not i i haven't cracked the code on this all i know is that it makes me think they have a mental disorder where i'm like you seem like a psychopath but i do what i do love and i think this probably stems from it is like these people are used to being the hottest people around Mm -hmm. these girls these guys they're used to walking down the street and feeling like a 10 and feeling like everybody wants to be with them so they can't handle not being the hottest person in the room sometimes totally and that's where you see these breakdowns of egos where these guys are just like never felt like this before like they're literally experiencing rejection for like the first time oh my god that's so amazing i kiss their tears i love it (laughs) it makes great television (laughs) Mm -hmm. um okay so before we go is there anything that you'd like to say just in at like 
in general about your reality television experience, your fandom, anything that it's, um, you know, it's funny because I, for a very long time, like even when I knew you and I was, when I was in New York for like seven years, like yeah. or ago, I, I never told anyone I worked in reality. I was mm-hmm. kind I mean, I did kind of, but I was embarrassed about it mm-hmm. for the majority of my career. And I would just be like, Oh, I'm a, I'm, I want to do comedy, but it recently I've like found this, this confidence in, in working in reality. I feel like maybe, uh, people are, are less about like having guilty pleasures and are just like, yeah, I fucking watch reality. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of nice to be able to admit it. Yeah. Is there any, okay. And then one more question. Is there any question that I didn't ask you that I should have? No, I don't. I think you asked all great. I asked all the right questions. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, my podcast, let's yeah. talk about text. Otherwise, you know, let's I'm talk sleepy. about text. T-E-X-T. Yeah. yeah. And, um, Christy, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Ashley, it's been a true pleasure. It's been amazing. Um, okay. I'm going to say good night <laughs> to you. <laughs> and if, uh, reality blowhards out there, please go ahead and rate us five stars on the Apple podcast app. You can email us at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet me at Ashley B. Roberts and you can find Nick on Instagram at Nick Maritato, M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.